Welcome to the League, an NBA pod. This is Shaka, and I'm joined by Zach and Dre on this Monday episode to discuss Carmelo Anthony to the Portland Trailblazers. Because it's a full house, we definitely get off topic a little bit, tell a couple of jokes here and there, but we're sure to give you the in-depth analysis. It's a fun episode, and I know you'll enjoy it. All right, back again. It's your Monday edition. Joined by everybody except one. We have a lazy host, but you know. He's a guy you guys don't see too often. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, Chris is here. We got Dre, Zach, me, and Shot. Everybody can say what's, what's up. Good? What's good? Now, it's your what boy. Up? It's your resident, Andrew Wigginstan, back again. Yeah, I know who it is. Like it's in five. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, I didn't have come with like a Bucks thing. I feel like, you know, my guys aren't getting respect. Oh, it's but still anyway, six of the gang. Uh, hey, no, no. It's still six of the book. gang. Don't get it twisted. I just, Wiggins is my son. Okay. But let's not be around the bush. I mean, I would normally do my news, but there's only one thing we need to talk about, and that's Carmelo Anthony. So, the Portland Trailblazers have signed him to a non-guaranteed deal. The deal guarantees on January 7th, but until then, he could be cut at any time. Low risk. A couple of things. Uh, Zach Collins, their starting power forward, has been out. And, of course, no Nurkic. And... Yeah, there's a hole at the four, so they fled it with Melo. Um, are there any initial, just general thoughts before we get into details about what Melo's been uh, up to? Uh, first thing I would just to say is good for Melo. Good for Melo. Good to see him back in the league. I want him to go out on his own terms. You know, as far as the whole team dynamic of it, I don't think it pushed the needle one way or another, honestly. Uh, I don't think he's a closer. I don't think he's a defender that they're missing with the, you know, loss of Parkless or anything like that, or Aminu. Um, so, yeah, you know, good for Melo, you know, and hopefully the Blazers are doing something. I don't know what the Blazers are doing, honestly, but good for Melo. <laughs> and that's pretty much something like, exactly. yeah, that's the biggest point I want to make is that I am happy for Melo. You know, that's my boy. Grew up watching Melo. Always was a big Melo fan. Uh, so I'll say that first. I'm glad he got signed. I'm glad he didn't retire in uh, obscurity, waiting to get signed and whatnot. So I'm happy for Melo. I do want to say that first and, first and foremost. I'm sad for young Keon and Lala. They're going to be waiting in Portland. They in New York. They in New York. <laughs> it's Keon. Keon, Keon. Who knows? <laughs> That's a little mellow, though. That's a little mellow. So I do want to say, I do want to give him a shout out. You know, get to see his pops every day no more. He probably didn't anyway, but hey, which is the anyway, better, better mellow, La Mello or Carmelo? Right now, right uh, now, you can sign somebody. You can sign somebody. It's <laughs> close, <laughs> Melo, Yeah, for sure. I'm signing Lamelo. It's not. It's not close. Too? Yeah, only because he's eighteen. Y'all right? Right? Carmelo with dog. The, the, the disrespect y'all know on Melo name is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, he's 18. Okay. Like I respect that. it. You know, maybe in two years, I would say that. But damn, bro, that's messed up. All right. Man. <laughs> Honestly, though. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, before we get too far in the Carmelo thing, how you guys been watching? Are you playing the, on the Blazers? In yeah. The I put money on the Blazers about a couple of days ago, and they and they suck. So, obviously, I lost. That's cool. I was like, yeah, they're five and eight right now. Um, Yeah, they're what? They're not they're middle of the pack in offense, and they're really bad top 10 worst defenses in the league. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they haven't had two bad losses to 
Listen, um, we we know kings. we know. I'm telling y'all the formula. You know, ladies and One, the and the main important one. This What's is about eighty five percent of the conundrum right now. It's Hassan Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside is eighty five percent of the problem <laughs> for the Blazers, simply because he's not that good. His defense is gassed. His offense is very dependent. So Hassan Whiteside is eighty five percent of it. And he's just not serious. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, facts, facts. He's a YMCA hooper who who reached his dreams and kind of got complacent. I mean, that's just what it is, you know. But I was rooting for Hassan, but he just cares too much about his 2K rating. Very immature. Uh, <laughs> just say the least. Man, like, <laughs> want to shoot threes all the time. And, like, when he started getting bullied, he get, I mean, bullied, he getting his feelings. And that's why Joel Embiid was able to body him whenever he wants to because he gets in his feelings so quick. Yeah, he was jokes. I don't think that's the biggest problem. I think Hassan Whiteside is the biggest thing keeping him from being like an elite team. But I think the really the biggest issue, bro, it just comes down to they lost a lot of players and they didn't replace them. Yeah, they replaced them with Hassan Whiteside. Yeah. yeah. Like their depth is trash. Okay. Hassan <laughs> has been exactly. awful. That's what I'm saying. They, hasn't been they need good. Yusuf Nurkic to come back. Um, and also, like, this team only goes as far. And they were kind of reminding me of the Lakers a little bit. Um, but they don't only go as far as their two superstars. Like, they don't have the depth to where someone else can, like, step up and carry them for the game. Like, if CJ or Dame have, a, have like, a really bad yeah. game, like, they're going to lose 95% of the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're very dependent on their two stars. Same thing with, like, Brian and AD. Like, they really don't have the depth or the maturity or, you know, the wherewithal as far as, a, you know, roster construction um, to kind of withstand, you know, those two superstars not being super literally every night. And that's why Melo can help, right? In theory. No, 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 no. Seriously, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But I think that's what my problem is. I think CJ McCollum, him, I obviously having a down year right now. He's been a complete swap. He's shooting like forty-one percent from the field. So to your point, if he's playing bad, it's just not going to win games. And then the bigger picture is you have two guys who like are super dependent on hitting difficult shots every single night. So it's not like LeBron James, where if he's having a bad game, bro, just put your head down, get to the bucket. Giannis, get to the bucket. Even James Harden, right, to a certain extent, like his bad games are mitigated by the fact that he's – yeah, you know what I mean? So I just think that they're so dependent on just like a like a superstar performance from both three guys every night. No, right. Yeah, I don't know. You get too dependent on a stimulus to run your offense. Just imagine like if you – well – it's going to be a little different, though. But imagine if you remove, like, well, this is the better analogy. Imagine if you remove Giannis from the books. You know what I'm saying? Like, it looks trash, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not going to look good. Like, they're going to go well under 500. Or even mm-hmm. James Harden to a lesser extent. Like, where you're so much of the offense, you know, or so much of, like, you know, the team. Like, where it's not a team, it's really just a, you know, one or two-man show and then a whole bunch of other, like, role players. It doesn't present a great opportunity for success. Like that's why Toronto is able to kind of withstand like a lot of things that they did last year and kind of beat some really good teams um, on their way to the championship is because they had the next man up mentality. They had a lot of great depth that can kind of offset, you know, a superstar <coughs> Lowry trash um, having a bad game <laughs> from here, there, you know, <laughs> here and there. That's generous. Uh, Barry, bro, I'm trying. I'm really trying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so at the four, I mentioned that Zach Collins is hurt. In his, in his absence, they tried Mario Hizonia like at the him. four. Oh, 
They try. I like Mario. I just think that he is miscast he as Star. Obviously, they didn't like want to start him this year, but I do too. Uh, also, as a four, it's been rough. I mean, he's really just playing out of position, so I can't be mad at him. They've tried Anthony <laughs> Tolliver, Springfield legend. For real, that's dang <laughs> right there, y'all. Good dude, just super ain't old ain't and super washed. He's like a <laughs> who was Springfield? Who, who? I thought y'all two grew up in Springfield. <laughs> Please, uh, <just laughs> shut up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, well, you know we we, we international. This is Springfield and Larry Hill. That that's yeah, somewhere here for the most part. <laughs> but, Springfield, Massachusetts. Go ahead. Uh, with Anthony Tolliver, and then recently they've been trying Nazir Little, starting at the four, hey, which is complete name, trash. That's, that's pretty dope. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we say shout out to his man, so you know the game ain't there. But anyways, no disrespect, <laughs> no disrespect to him because he's going to come be on the podcast not here and talk bad about shot. Uh, yeah, for he, real. <laughs> he won't say it to your face. What? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyways, my only point is that they've been playing like guys who wouldn't crack the rotation in most teams. They've been starting them at the full. So with that in mind... You know mind, what they could do? Get one of the 16 this uh, mellow. power forwards on the Knicks that, you know, basically they have a starting five Man. all five forwards. So they, could turn, they can grab one of the 15 wrestling. Oh, you know how good Marcus Morris or Bobby Porter's Anywhere right else. But yeah, so, gotcha. But, uh, so yeah, with that in mind, is Carmel anything like a viable starting, starting power forward in today's NBA? Mellow shouldn't be starting anywhere. At any time, like that's just that's just out of the question. Like I don't know what lineup they're gonna play with, but Melo needs to be coming off the bench in a very, you know, power role. Like he needs to be going against backup. Like why? Who's guarding him? Like I don't want any starters guarding Melo because it can get ugly. Um, because he's gonna be defenders just gonna you know play Melo either like as a you know catch and shoot player, which is catching shooting, catching and shooting hasn't been great in recent years, or even better, get him in an ISO situation. If you can get Melo on ISO and they in a team defense, like you're good, you're set. So he's gonna end up making a, <laughs> a, he's gonna end up taking a bad mid range jumper or going to the hole and getting <laughs> stuff through by Clint Capella, whoever, whatever five is down there, because he doesn't have the lift or separation or strength anymore to kind of get that shot off in the post. So, See, and yeah, I think I'm opposite. Like I'm not, I'm not worried about the offense. Like I think. I think he, he can still score a little bit. Like, against starters, I think he can still st- score against a starter. I just think defensively, I'm not saying you can depend on him for 20, but I think he can hit some shots, you know. He, he can look okay on offense. I just think defensively against most starting, especially at the power forward, it's just, it can just get ugly because he's either going to be too small for a big power forward or just way too slow for any type of, like, uh, a Jeremy Grant the Nuggets could probably give Carmelo 40. Okay, stop. But off the off the mound, <laughs> this is why you don't have Melo playing against you know starting forwards. You know what I'm saying? Like this is why you intentionally like you have to game plan and like know when you have like kind of like a drop off in talent and then put Melo in lineups where you have you know a great defensive anchor which they don't have because Hassan Whiteside is pure cheeks. Um, and kind of he kind of kind of hide them like almost like Isaiah <laughs> Thomas or you know what I'm saying like other defenders who are trash like you got to hide them within the scheme because it's not so much one-on-one you know in in the nba it's like a team defense type of thing right um, and then he can't really switch either so which, that's gonna be tough too but yeah yeah no oh, no yeah. switch yeah yeah, that's so that's, what he yeah. Failed i can see your concern on the defensive end but that's why you what? know you play him like 15 20 minutes against backup uh players you know you get up some catch and shoot threes 
get him a couple ISO plays. You know, after he gets scored on about three or four times in a row, you pull him. Man, that's why I mentioned like all their starters and stuff is because I definitely think that they're bringing him in there to play serious minutes. Like, this is one of those things that the Portland just kind of throwing anything they can against the wall at that power forward position. So I, I honestly don't think this is a good situation for Melo either. This is going to set him up to be like, all right, but you got to come in here and help unless us you, fix things. You know what I mean? Uh, unless he's you not start ready to be playing serious minutes. Bro, look, his offensive game, bro, like, there is a reason why it doesn't work. It's because Melo's always been a, like, ball stopper, like an ISO. Like, he needs four or five dribbles just to get comfortable. And then he considers taking a <laughs> shot after the seventh dribble, bro. Like, you can't have a guy that's, like, take his – Ten seconds to decide what he wants to do. Yeah, unless he, yeah. unless, unless he's cool. The catch or and shoot, his catch and shoot numbers have never been great. So it's kind of like I don't really know what they want from him. But it's clear to me that if they want him to like possibly probably the start. Right, can we get this? Can we I get something out the way though? Like, why is Jared Dudley still in the league, bro? Like, I mean, they want. Yeah, no, to look at him? I agree. Like, have you just looked at him on the floor? Like, he's seven steps slower than the slowest person. <laughs> like Steven Adams could beat him in the forty by about ten seconds. Like, bro, I don't you see locker room guy. He's not serious <laughs> about playing, obviously. Clearly, bro, he was talking about getting in shape this time. I'm like, okay, cool. We're gonna have an in shape belly. No, he's gonna give me a solid ten minutes. And he's gonna hit a couple threes for you. He's so fat, bro. Like so <laughs> round. I'm like, we really could have got mellow over Dudley. Like, he had plus numbers last year. I don't care about none of that. Yeah, like, okay, my bad. I just had to get that out the way because I don't understand how Dudley had a spot over Melo, even though I I would want Melo on the Lakers right now. And, you know, all due respect to Melo. I just would want him on the Lakers. But, like, Dudley, though, like, really? All right, my bad. We can go back to Melo. All right, well, then going off of that, do you not think not he black ball? Um, I think he was humbled more so because he yeah. – there's not 450 players better than Melo in the league. Like, period. But because Melo has the Melo tag, like, he's a future Hall of Famer, uh, several-time scoring champ, like, and he was already, like, t- several, t- said several times he's not taking a bench role. Now, that was, his, that was his main thing, OKC. That was his thing in Houston. Like, he was, like, very adamant. Like, I'm still that guy. And, like, people didn't want to deal with that personality of, like, and I don't think he's a dominant personality, but his status is so major that, like, people were looking at him like, why don't you play Melo? Or why didn't Melo get a D- DMP tonight? Or, you know, you were troubling. You had trouble scoring. Why didn't you put in, you know, a former scoring champ? You know, and coaches really didn't want to deal with it. So, he might have been blackballed by coaches, not necessarily players, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree with that completely. I don't think it was more like a situation where, like, all the owners had got together and was like, do not sign Melo. It's more just like it's the uh, it's the cost and the benefit. Just like it, it's it's going to be way more costly to sign Melo as far as just like what the headache of having Melo on the team for someone that's not really going to help you. Yeah. Especially for a young coach, too, like. If yeah. you don't have like a pop or something like that that has like like the, the figure and the status that like you could sit mellow because you've sat Tim Duncan before, like you can do that. But like you got a coach that's like inexperienced, already kinda on the like fringes, and like they're not playing mellow and they didn't score enough points, so, like people are gonna like dissect it and like they're gonna go after the coach. So it's just like dealing with all of that on top of like trying to get a team better is just too much for, you know, a team trying to progress. Like you don't want it to be the mellow show. Even that's gonna eventually what it's gonna become, unless Melo is just like super immersed in the role, which he shows and what he showed in years past, he wasn't like really to do. Yeah, and so that's something too. So I feel like the whole black ball narrative, it kind of like 
ignores the fact that there's a limited amount of spots in the NBA. And, like, it's not about, like, the 450 best players in the world get to play in the NBA. It's like the teams that have needs, and if you fit a need, you get to play in the NBA. It's not like, you know what I mean? It's right. not like a one-on-one sport. So if there's no need for you available, you can't sign you. Not just sign you because you're good at basketball. It's signing you because uh, you fit some sort of role. And on most teams, like if you're a good team, you don't need a guy that's going to like be a distraction or anything like that. You can just come in and fill a role. And if you're a bad team, I feel like, I always feel that Melo is not the kind of guy you want around your young guys. Not because he's like a cancer or some guy's going to like make them go out and just start smoking drugs. You know what I mean? He's not going to like make players bad. But it's one of those things where it's like, what does he teach a young player? Like, what does he bring to the table? Like, he's never been a locker room guy. You know what I'm saying? Get your 30, young boy. Yeah. You ain't get your 30, check. You ain't winning. Get your check. Look at every vet in the league, bro. Like, most of our defensive guys that last a long time are just, like, shooters. It's never really, like, a score that's just sitting around on people's benches when he's, like, 38. You know what I mean? Except for Vince Carter. But even Vince Carter, he's a shooter. Sure. He's, like, the ultimate, sure. like, professional or whatever. But he he learned yeah, to, to be that though, you know. Yeah, like he he was he had to like mentally get himself prepared for that role and just like emerge himself in that role. Like Melo was so adamant against it because he still wanted to be that guy. Like you could tell. Even Chauncey Billups said it too. Like Melo would be mad if he scored like twenty points and they got the dub. But if he got forty and they lost, you know he's feeling good because he's chasing stats more than wins. Like he was never like a win guy. He's like he's a I'm about me guy. That's why he didn't join the big three in Miami. Um, that's why he didn't go to Chicago where he would have been a perfect fit there. You know, he that's why he dismantled the whole Knicks roster in order to get there. Um, because he's all about me. He wants the big lights, he wants the stage, he wants the presence. I think now he's been humbled and can immerse himself in this role. And that's why I'm that's why I'm rooting for Melo, because I want him to have that, you know, transformation of accepting that role and going out on his own terms rather than being known as like a gunner who never run anything, you know. He's like a Kobe who never won rings. Like, Kobe was looked at as selfish and, like, getting his points, but he was, like, the ultimate winner. Like, I'm going to win. Like, Melo was just like, yeah, I'm going to get my points, but I'm going to get my points. You know, I don't really care if we win or not. Like, I don't care what making my teammates better. I'm just going to get this 40 ball. So. All right, all right. And look, well, I do have a question. <laughs> What's up? So, at what point do you give somebody like Melo a pass because he didn't get to, to be on in a – a Lakers type of like, like the the Lakers play to win pretty much are a franchise that's playing to win a title. Mm-hmm. Like the Lakers aren't trying to put the other teams to be a five C four C. You know what I'm saying? Like the Lakers when they put a team together, when they put they're trying to win a title. Right. And Carmelo never and Carmelo never got. A see team. that's because he went from Denver, which isn't. I mean, Denver's they kind of playing to win titles to New York, which is like probably the worst managed franchise in the association, right? So, so it's, I, got, I got two things to say. That's A, why when most people talk about Melo being like selfish and stuff, no one ever really mentions his Denver years because we understand that, like, you don't right. get to control where you go. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like, the selfish stuff comes into play, like, what Jay was talking about, where right. he could have gone to Chicago, right, and they had a championship team, but he didn't want to do that. Or... I mean, even with the Miami thing, or even like, you know, in New York, when he had opportunities to like uh, make the Jeremy Lin thing right, thing work, right? He wanted Jeremy Lin out of there. And there's a lot of like reports on that and stuff like that. And then even with like the Porzingis thing, right? Him and Porzingis did not have the greatest relationship. Like, he was not a yeah. fan I thought of Porzingis. I thought Porzingis was mad when like I feel Jackson had said something bad about Melo, though. 
He might have been, but there's a lot of reports talking about how like Mello and Porzingis never like really got on off the court. Like it was more like a business relationship. You know, right. he never really took him under his wing. Like most players would in that, right, right. In that situation. You know what I mean? Even like Dirk in uh, Dallas now. Like there's been stuff about how Dirk is still like you know supporting Luca and Porzingis now. Like Mello's not that guy, so he's gonna go out of well, his way. Well, but also to, like, I think well, yeah, that's help true. The but young I think guy. it was a bit of when Mello was like. I don't think he ever reached that point in his career. Like, like when when KP came along, Porzingis KP came along with a uh, Dirk with Dirk. It seems already bad. bad, but Dirk has a ring. Dirk has it. It's like, of course, of course, Dirk's gonna. Dirk has nothing left to. Of course, he's gonna mix on. He's he's done. He's like he already did yeah. it all. Where like Melo's like he's still quote unquote chasing the ring. He's still trying. You know what I'm saying? So, but even even back to your original question about him, like you know. Is like, it is fair, it his right? fault or is it like the organization's fault? But the thing is, Mel is also a hamstrung organization. So even with the New York thing, right? Yeah, he, that team could have been good amazing. The they still had Gallo. Yeah. He gutted the team because he, he went his like, way or the highway. Exactly. Like, that's what I'm saying. And, 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 and like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, I think you all make great points, but Melo's ultimate undoing was himself. Like, not waiting to get with, like, Brian and D-Wade to get those rings. Because Chris Bosch wasn't even in the original concept. But Melo had already, uh, you know, signed and traded with New York, and he was already locked in there. He could have went to Chicago, which was the perfect fit for him. Like, he wasn't a defensive guy. They had nothing but defense there. Like, nothing but defense. All they needed was a scoring. He was in mm-hmm. peak scoring form. Him with, like, you know, D. Rose, Joe Kim, Noah, Taj Gibson, Luau Dang, like, would have been crazy. Like, young Jimmy, young Jimmy. would have been crazy. <laughs> but, like, like, he wanted to be the centerpiece. Like, he didn't want to compete with Derrick Rose in Chicago because he's like, right, this will never be my team, you know? And like he didn't want to wait with LeBron and D. I mean uh, D. Wade because he wanted his money now, which I respect. I mean I, I ain't gonna never fault somebody for getting that money. And like in New York, he just saw an opportunity where he can go to one of the big, actually the largest market in the NBA, be notarized for, um, get his stats. You know what I'm saying? And get his money. You know what I'm saying? He wants the limelight. So I don't think it was more so like he didn't want to mentor for his thing. Is he was like, okay, this dude's starting to steal some of my shine. Like even when Amari came, he was like, okay, this is cool. But like you still know this is my team, right? And like it was a it was a clear definition that you know it was still Melo's team, even though Mark was playing. I mean, I mean he came he came he came there when Amari Amari got there before him, correct? Am I? No, yeah, Amari was there before him, but yeah, like when Melo so, got there, it was Melo's team. This is no, but he he was cool with Melo. He was cool exactly. with Amari. Yeah, 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 no, was Amari. It was yeah. no real yeah, competition. Like Amari, uh, Amari's knees was what did him in more than ah facts. But, but still, even then, like you still know mm-hmm. Melo's the better player between. Mark Stoudemire and Melo. Like, not by much. You know, Peak Stoudemire is crazy. Right. Um, but Peak Melo is a little bit better. But, like... Yeah. So, I know that's my thing, too, with Melo, too, is you cannot complain about things when you, like, pick the money. Like, I have nothing against going with the money. Like, I support that 100%. If an athlete wants the money, bro, get the money because it's a business at the end of the day. The same way, like, with Bradley Bill can't cry about losing with the Wizards because, you know, you decided to sign there. The same way Chris Paul can't cry that the Rockets got off his contract. Bro, when you sign the contract, you get the money, you cannot complain about the results afterwards. You literally ruin your ability to be on, like, these great teams by going for the money. But you know that when you sign on that line. You know what I mean? Yeah, he uh, can't cry uh, Quick that. side note, uh, Lakers are up 31-9. to uh, I just want people to know that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I knew it. I knew um, it. I, I, knew I need it. to be watching that. But I love you. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, that's, I'm going to have to get to that in a minute. The Hawks. Right, who the, Hawks. the Hawks aren't bad this year, man. You know, Trey Young looks amazing. I think they're back to trash. Really I think they're coming. You said, you said you're back to, you said they're back to trash? 
<laughs> Going back to Earth. No, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, first of all, it's to eat. No, because they got, they got smacked uh, two Think nights ago. John Collins, if he wasn't out there doing steroids, like they could really be making a threat right now. So Jabari's been Jabari. by anything possible. You mean uh, what? By saying anything possible? What, about, uh, what, what do you mean like, by that? Like the East is so trash. Like I feel like anybody can make the playoffs in the East. Jabari been hooping too. They will not make yeah. the playoffs. I know. He I know has, you like that. Yeah, as a stout Jabari stand. Like you, you could you swore Jabari was the second, like the perfect piece with uh, Giannis. <laughs> yeah, so. For Giannis, you know, I was, I was mistaken. <laughs> At the same mistaken. time, though, I had I had no way of knowing, I had no way of knowing that Jabari was so delusional. Like literally, bro. After I, we, all right, for those listening, bro, like me and Dre used to work in this office together, so we used to like oh, argue basketball and stuff, whatever, all the time. But uh. So when Jabari like left the Bucks, whatever, right? I was complaining <laughs> about how he needs to be on this team. He's the second best talent, blah, blah, blah. Right. The next day, literally like 24 hours later, he goes in this press conference with the, with the Bulls talking about, yeah, nobody in the NBA plays defense. I'm never signed to play defense. Bro. I'm here to get bucket, blah, blah, blah. It was at that point Bro, that he I was knew dead that serious. he was like, even nah, if you do think that, why say that at the press? <laughs> it's literally called a press conference. <laughs> I mean, everything you say will be put in the press. And the first thing you're saying with the new team is that you're not playing defense. The first thing you say with the new team, you talk about Chicago. Chicago is known for defense. First thing you say is you're not playing defense when you come in. Wow. But it was wild. Yeah. But Jabari was a mini uh, mellow uh, for a minute, huh? <laughs> no, he is. Though. That's my point, bro. Look, these are like guys who are like absolute buckets since day one. Jabari came out of the womb getting buckets. Same thing with Melo. But they're not like self-aware people. Like you meet someone that's not aware of themselves and their wrongdoings. Like it's in their own world. That's mellow. That's Jabari. That's a problem. And on the Blazers team right now, I think it's risky to bring a guy like that in there. Do you guys think there's any risk associated with this move? No, nah, not really. Not really, honestly. Because you really nah, trying to appeal. Zero right, risk. McCullum and Dame love uh Mello. Like love Mello. So like you just really trying to keep your cap. Oh I mean, yeah, whatever. Facts. But, you try to keep your stars happy, and you already like are pretty trash. <laughs> so like bringing in Melo doesn't move the needle one way or another. Like your defense is already butt cheeks. Um, your offense can use a punch. So if he provides that, like cool. If he doesn't, well, we kind of were we were anyway. So like I said, he doesn't. I mean, they fair. might just be trying to sell tickets. Yeah. Definitely point. not. Definitely. Well, yeah, Portland no, love Dang. sold out Dang. every game. Yeah, they're good. They ain't really working. Yeah, that's true. true. Uh, I think it is a little marquee, though. Yeah, true. But my, my problem is this, bro. If you're not moving the needle positively in the Western Conference, especially if you've already dropped this many but games, listen, listen. then you're hurting the team. Okay, There's no, up, like, middle grade. He's a non-guaranteed deal, just like Dwight. So it's really a trial run. Like, if he does well, cool. You know, we'll keep him on. If he doesn't, no harm, no foul. We cut them two weeks in the season, and they only cost us about $200,000. Nah, it doesn't guarantee it. The White's contract's got to be guaranteed by now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a raw deal, bro. It's what? Raw what is it? Deal. <laughs> now, he literally gets paid. He can, he gets pl- paid he can play half the game. Like, it goes up. Like, I think the percentage goes up every game that he stays with the team. Then it guarantees, uh, I believe, in January to where if he gets cut, he still gets that money. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to. And I think that's, that's the same thing with Melo, too. They're like, listen, no pouting. No, none of this. If you get a couple of DNPs, we cutting you. You right back on the market. Hey, you have a worse narrative too. But you, know, you weren't a team player, so like he literally has to fit the mold. So that's the thing with these high guaranteed deals. But they're starting in the hole though. 
the Marcus, the Dwight, they're starting at, at square one, and also the role for Dwight is smaller don't know that yet. than what the Blazers need. Right now. Are they, bro, they he's not starting at power four, bro. <laughs> bro, I'm trying. I think they might try to start him, bro. Maybe not yeah. the first game, but like that second week, if he's playing anywhere decent, somewhat decent, he's gonna be starting. Bro, they started last year. He's 6'6. Yeah, that is true. That he is. He has one of the dumbest names. You said what? Yeah, so he's going to be fine. Bro, I get that. But he literally was <laughs> sucking at North Carolina, like <laughs> off the bench, right? He, Taylor, he, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down with the sucking. He wasn't good. With the, uh, with the suck. He wasn't was sucking. He, good? he wasn't great, but it was also, it, it wasn't the ideal. He was from that starting at Power Forward, which who's ever considered him a Power Forward? That was a fact. He's like, the starting oh, power forward. Man, they played uh, positionless <laughs> basketball, Sha. No, no. Right. Moses was... Brown in the game. I think that's that's worse than little Moses Brown being in the Ooh. game. Moses Brown, you know Moses on the, from from a he's UCLA. The seven, he's played minutes. That's this okay. Year. Look, bro. Look, see, that's my thing. They have to have somebody power forward playing, and right now they're just trying anybody. Melo will get a chance to start. I guarantee. You. Hey, quick update. LeBron James has uh, 12 points, four boards, three assists, and nine minutes. <laughs> cool. He's not getting he MVP. Just off the narrative, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? That's I don't going. think he's going to get the MVP either. But, I mean, the narrative matches, like, LeBron can definitely get it. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not, I mean, it's obviously a question or something like that. If LeBron gives you another 27-7-7, he actually, like, has one of the you know, top five records in the NBA, he's going to win the MVP. The MVP. At 35, bro? Not if your boy's yeah, average 40. Oh, Yon? Not your boy, man, Mr. No, Harden. No one cares about Harden anymore, bro. I, I promise you that. Yeah. Like, like, bro, <laughs> so you really don't care about Harden. Like, he always gives these monster numbers in the regular season. And then they'll just show up in the postseason. So it's like... Yeah, it's like... Ex- and I feel like the, the people like, I'm not are like, the actual voters aren't going to fall for it again either. That's why Giannis got the tilt over Harden. Because they're like, all right, at least Giannis going to like, go all out with effort in the finals and like he deserves the shit. Like, Harden is, I mean, <laughs> in a sense... Like, pad this fucking stats. Like, he just kind of wants, you know, the narrative. And that's why the MVP means so much to him. And it's a great award. But, like, he cares more about not getting the MVP snub than, like, not showing up in the finals. I mean, uh, so. <laughs> Man. Is Harden the next Carmelo? I'm like, every generation has a guy. Or every couple years. That was a bucket that has to learn the hard way. That it's not all about buckets when you get to no, a certain fact, age, bro. Fact, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. See, that's a tough question. Like, in some ways, I mean, Harden's already better than Melo. Career-wise, yeah. Because, I mean, I don't think Melo actually won a scoring title ever, did he? Oh, okay. So, I mean, yeah. That is crazy to think that James Harden has passed Carmelo in the all-time ranks. (laughs) But gas in it. No, it's crazy to think where where Harden is in general in the all-time ranks. I'm not with you out yet. I'm not not with you out yet. Is he better than Kobe? Probably. I'm not with you out yet. Melo has never scored 30 points again. Yeah, 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 I got your opinion. I got mine. I'm not with you there. Get there. So Harden's, Harden's better, better than Kobe, though, huh? This Pete? What you think? <laughs> you, should, you shouldn't be drinking. Bro, I don't know what you want right Pete now. Kobe right, right now. Elmich, PD, whatever. Tranquilizer. We need not do that while we're doing the podcast, bro. We apologize to one of our hosts, man. He goes to a lot. Um, but, yeah, he's just not in his right mind right now. All right, all right. You back on chat real quick. I'm just going to go just... Let's go ahead and give our opinions of how this is going to play out, right? I'll go ahead and start it out. Predictions? Predictions. I think Melo will be on the team for, like, I'll give it about a month, right? 
But I just don't see him like, helping the team at all because the Blazers' biggest problems are rebounding because they just suck at rebounding and defense. He's not going to help with either one of those things. I don't think he's going to space the court well. And he's going to get hunted every single night in the pick-and-roll game. So I think he's going to last about a month Excuse me, until Zach Collins gets back or until whenever Zach Collins gets back. And I think they'll cut him before Jeez. that January 7th date. I think that – I think that he'll be a negative on the court. I think he'll start a couple of games early on until they figure out that that's not going to work. And, yeah, we won't hear much about him. Okay. Well, I completely disagree. I mean, I, I don't completely disagree. I don't think it's going to go great. But I think he'll uh, sign, I think he'll be on the team for the remainder of the year. Uh, he'll sign. He'll, he'll have his ups, his downs. It'll probably all in all look bad. But I think they'll, they'll like, just – Keep him on the team for the rest of the season. It'll just be like, oh, Carmelo had 15 tonight, or oh, Carmelo had two points, or on five shots. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it'll just be like, it'll just be on real the quick, team. Real quick, real quick. Eventually, quick. It'll, it'll just even out. Like, it'll just be kind of a My thing with that, though, real quick, is the fact that like, you have so many spots with like 15 on your roster. And so, when you say a certain date, like right. the January 7th date is a date for a lot of people's contracts being able to be cut, right? So I think around that time when teams start getting off of contracts, to you know, start signing guys who are open in the market. And so I think I can see the Blazers just using Melo's roster spot to just, you know, improve the roster. Because they don't want to cut one of the young guys, like, you know, that, that won't be playing. Like, Nasir right. Little won't probably be in the roster at that point. But they won't, you know, they need to keep him. Right. No, well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like uh, a trade – I think, obviously, a trade, like, the Blazers are going to make a trade, right? Where – I think a lot of their young players that you quote unquote wouldn't want to cut like him is he's probably out of there. Like uh Simons might get dealt. Uh he might get dealt. Uh it's, it's a couple of Zach Collins might get dealt. I feel like by the time mm-hmm. that point, some trades will be made and, and then some trades where they're gonna give up more players than than the opposing team and then it's gonna be a spot for Melo. He might not mm-hmm. play a lot, but I think I think he'll stay on the roster. I don't think that's uh, what do you think, Dre? Makes it through the year. Again, has his ups and downs. Um, probably averages like 17 minutes. Gives you like 9 to 11 points a game. Um, pretty bad defensive plus minus. Um, yeah, and then, you know, it'll be good for team camaraderie. It'll be a good story. And I'll give you another sneak twist pick as well. This also won't be Melo's last year in the league. I think he gets, I, I think he gets one more. I don't think if he makes two. He makes it in the year. I think yeah, he'll go out on the He's going to either end up like with the Lakers, the Clippers, or like another like actual title contender, or maybe like the Sixers. No, probably not the Sixers. Um, yeah, definitely. I see, yeah. I see, I can hey. um, but Elgin um, <laughs> <laughs> <LB> Brand. <laughs> yeah, or you yeah, know, he would like be the one, one former that, player. Like, honestly, I, I only see like Lakers, Clippers, but. Um, but yeah, I think he ends it on his terms. Um, I think him ending it with LeBron would probably be some of the dopest stuff ever, and I would I would be a favor of that only if we win the championship this year. Um, but yeah, this year Chris Paul gets ends up Man, getting out of that hell, contract. Okay, that's some kind of way, but well, yeah. no. <laughs> I think that that's the only way he gets like a a farewell a farewell. He's tour not getting he no farewell tour. And if LeBron James gets behind, that'd be the only way. Mel doesn't deserve it. Okay, all right. Let's go ahead. That's the thing. We are talking foolishness now. No, 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 no. Real quick, though. Listen, farewell tours are designed for like the top fifteen people in the history of the league. 
Like not everybody gets a farewell tour. So why does Vince Carter kind of? When does Vince Carter ever get a farewell tour? If you are not, you are not. He's in one right now, a little bit. Kind of. The last. Nobody's made a video for this man. That was the last legit one. Maybe Dirk. Kind of last year. Nah, nah, it was Dirk too. That's what I'm saying. Dirk deserved it. Dirk was too. Well, he did, but like kind of later on. Yeah, the only people got the like the real farewell tour. I can only think of two people. It's Kobe and Kobe and D-Way. Yeah. Oh, like Paul Pierce tried yeah, to do Kobe it. Kobe D-Way. Like no champion cares. Hall of Fame. No exactly. Same thing with but Melo. But people like Melo more than Paul Pierce. Like, even though they might be like equivalent. You mean yeah, girls exactly. too. Bro, bro. The white man like, doesn't. Like, bro. Like, he really was. Like, so like. Bro, he, he didn't ruin it, bro. Like, I think if Melo. Melo his wife is doing on TV. Anyway. Melo. It's not necessarily just about his game. Which is how kind of uh, uh, he's right, with the right, so, bro. Come on, I'm out. Hey, I rock with Melo. Melo is my guy. Don't get it wrong, Melo. Please, I mean, man, this man. please come on the line one day and go ahead, shot Nick, bro. Yeah, he's speaking a lot. Hey, hey. Bold, <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah. Zach, hey, Zach's trying to get Lala. He just, hey, listen. Hey, no, hey, no, no. It's, it's up for Melo. If she ever looks like it, I don't care about, I don't care about her. Yeah, 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 nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bucks in two. All right. All right. Hey. Andrew Wiggins in one. All right. Once again, this has been The Lead at NBA Pod. If you like what you heard, please hit that follow or subscribe button. Because we are a new podcast, we'd appreciate it if you help us get the word out. We want to offer all fans a different flair and perspective as they follow this year's NBA season. As always, follow us at the League NBA Pod on Twitter to stay up to date with the latest episodes and to engage in the conversation and debates going around the internet. I want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow with more coverage of the NBA.